Hey everyone, welcome back to Star's Opinion, the Christian perspective. If you are here from YouTube, this is an extension of my YouTube channel, Star's Conversation. So go ahead, go ahead and hit the subscribe button if you want to um, hear my um, conversations on biblical perspectives. But today on the podcast, on my opinion, we are going to talk about. Um, worthiness or the feeling of unworthiness and then we're also going to talk about um marriage and um the church and a few other things that's going to come up in this podcast so today i wanted or right now i wanted to start on um worthiness and the reason why I wanted to speak on worthiness is because I seen a video um I don't know if you guys are familiar with her but her name is Brittany Renner and um she recently did an interview of a podcast um I think she did it on the red pill and what she did was she had an interview talking about like her growth and you know the realization that she came to um, about her past um, her past actions in her 20s and I want to read a little bit what she said she said that she hates how she allowed herself to be used up she realized that she had spiritual ties to these men that she slept with and she felt unworthy. She was seeking validation outside of herself. She did not understand her value that she was born with. And I find that to be um, absolutely true. Um, women who are very promiscuous um, try to find validation um, by sleeping with um, men and saying that, you know, I could do it too, or, you know, it doesn't bother me, um, that, you know, it doesn't bother me to live a promiscuous life. And everyone knows deep down whether they want to admit it or not, that it does bother you. Um, the reason why you are being very promiscuous is because you lack self-worth, you are insecure, and it's just attention-seeking. And that attention-seeking is basically the birth of not knowing self-worth, right? And But I found it very interesting that once I saw Britney's um, part of her interview, I also saw um, a post from the comedian, the comedian Whitney LaBelle. And Whitney LaBelle is the comedian her wig fell off on um, their wifey podcast. So she had posted a video of feeling, uh, posted a video about feeling unwanted and the weight, feeling unwanted and unworthiness because you have to wait. And she basically was saying that, you know, um, as far as when it comes to relationships and marriage marriage that it seems as though like this is something that she really wants that she has put before God and everyone else around her is getting married and she's happy for them but it seems as though like why do I have to wait that's what she said like why do I have to wait um for my spouse you know this is the desire of my heart and 
you know, God is telling me to wait until, you know, he brings that man into my life. But it seems as though it's happening for everyone else. And I'm starting to feel um, unworthy of being a wife. And she said that she felt that she, um, she started, her heart started to become hard or there was a wall build up in, um, build, building up over her heart because um, she didn't want to feel that um, feeling of unworthiness. But she was, she was on the phone call with her friend and she said she heard the Lord said, it's okay to feel. Like, it's okay to feel. So when she, like, let her guard down, you know, they were able to have their conversation. And she wanted to let, you know, people know that it's okay to feel. And when you feel that you are unworthy, just know that God has a purpose and a plan for you. And he's not going to disappoint you. So it's um, it's okay that you have to wait because, you know, because you're waiting on God that he's going to perfect everything in his time and he makes everything beautiful in his time. So I just thought it was pretty interesting that we have two women on the opposite. Um, we have two women um, on the spectrum, but on the opposite sides of the spectrum, right? We have one woman who Brittany Renner is. She said that she felt unworthy she wanted to seek validation so she decided to do it the way culture and our world says that it's okay for a woman to do she was very promiscuous she um, didn't follow biblical or godly principles and it led her down to um, a path of being very promiscuous um, being used by men um, sleeping with a variety or a slew of men just to come back to the realization that I should have never done that because that's not what I want to be it's never it's not who I really wanted to be anyway but because I had no self-worth I thought that I can get my worthiness or my validation from seeking the validation from these men men because you know I'm pretty or my body looks good or you know um, the devil can trick you like you know everybody wants you but they don't value you versus a woman who um, is walking with God and waiting on God and even though she starts to feel um that feeling of unworthiness the holy spirit is there to help her and remind her that you are worthy um you are um um you are worthy and just because you're waiting remember i make everything beautiful in this time and i have a plan to prosper you a plan to give you a hope in the future so just wait on me because when i give it to you you are going to be ready and acceptable to receive what your heart desires so i thought that was pretty interesting um as far as Brittany, i am so glad that she is coming to the realization of who she is and her self-worth that she was born with and that she didn't she didn't and she doesn't have to seek validation by sleeping with um these men that don't value her um you know and i hope that she gets some godly christian counsel around her to 
lead her to um, a godly lifestyle that can help her to um, redefine her worthiness in Christ, right? Because we could say that we're worthy and we have self-worth, but only thing, only when we have it in only when we have it in Christ that it's going to last because the devil likes to always throw you know your past in your face you know but you did this or you did that so Brittany said when she thinks about it she is disgusted with the things that she did um that or the things that she allowed herself to do with these men and she had to look at herself like that is not who I wanted to be. So I just really hope that, and I pray that um, God can draw draw her unto himself and that she gets the godly counsel that she needs and she can be who God created her to be. You know, it's just like the, the woman at the well, Jesus met her and she... Um, had a salacious past, right? She had five husbands and the man that she was with, living with was not her husband. And so she told Jesus, if you even knew who you were speaking, if you even knew knew who you were speaking to, you wouldn't even speak to me. And he said, you're right. You know, where's your husband? And she said, I don't have a husband. And he said, you're right. You don't have a husband. You have five husbands. And the man that you are living with now is not your husband. But he let her know that she was still worthy of, you know, love. She was worthy of um, his love. That's the most important thing. You know, we're worthy of God's love. So I just thought that was just so um amazing that she came to that realization and also Whitney so amazing that you know sometimes in our waiting on God regardless of what it is but more specifically for her waiting on God for a spouse and you can feel like you know am I not pretty am I not attractive like am I not worthy but he lets us know that we are definitely worthy of all the good things that he has for us and you know just wait on him so he can develop our character develop our um hearts and develop our minds so when he so when he does bless us with what our heart desires that we will be ready and acceptable to receive that you know we don't want to mishandle the blessings that God gives us so I wanted to read a scripture because I thought this scripture goes very good with this Romans chapter 5 verse 8 it says but God showed his love for us in that while we were still sinners Christ died for us so even though we were still sinners Christ said you know they are worthy I'm worthy you worthy Everyone is worthy of my love. So I'm going to go down and die for them and be the ultimate sacrifice for them to let them know that they are worthy of my love um, and to accept me as, you know, their sacrifice for their sins. So, you know, with with that being said that you are worthy of, first of all, we are worthy of Christ's love. Once we know who we are in Christ, everything else starts to fall in place. And then another scripture I wanted to read is 
1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20, for you were bought with the price, so glorify God in your bodies. So we ought to glorify God with our bodies. And as Whitney LaBelle, she is glorifying God with her body by waiting on God, um, you know, living by biblical principles and um, remaining abstinent until God gives her her husband versus as Brittany in her 20s, as she said, that she didn't honor God with her body. So now she has these soul ties that are attached to her and she's going through these emotional um, ups and downs and uh, a lot of self-regret of her past actions. But the good news is, is that Christ said he can wash away our sins. He can make us whole again, you know, if we just come to him. And I want, I don't know if she's ever going to listen to this, but if she does come across this, Brittany, I would like to say that you are worthy of God's love. It doesn't matter your past, just as the woman at the well, God accepts you and will mold you into the woman that you are meant to be if you allow him to do that, right? So that's all I wanted to say when it comes to that manner. So um, another video that I saw is on the Instagram page. Um, I, the Instagram page is, let's see, forget, let me grab my phone real quick. Um, it's about black marriages or whatever. Um, and they talk about, um, different, um, topics surrounding, um, black marriage. So it's called the black marriage movement. That's what it's called. And they did a video. It was this woman who is a theologian and her name is I don't even know what her name is but I find it somewhere anyways she gave a synopsis on black marriages in the church um so I want to read what she says and then we'll talk about what she says so she says that patriarchy um um, in the church, she said that black women in the church are taught to emotionally sacrifice themselves for their husbands. She also says that black women in the church are taught how to endless, endlessly, gracefully, um, how endlessly and gracefully they can be um, to their male partners. She also goes on to say that um, black women in the church are taught that their value lies and how their value lies how they could be graceful towards their male partners. And she said, patriarchy allows men to use women as developmental tools and leave them. And then she goes on to say, and we should acknowledge that this dynamic exists in churches. The, that men are allowed to use women as developmental stepping stools while leaving them behind. And the women that are left behind in these failed marriages or divorces have immense grief and pain that often that are often not attended to. She goes on to say that the church does does not teach us, which is women, to process our own emotions. Maybe she meant like um, men and women to process their own emotions. 
and doesn't teach us to build healthy partnerships that are mutual and um, reciprocal and safe. There is nothing sweet or romantic about having to grow into your wife. There's nothing beautiful about marrying someone whose needs you cannot meet. Then she goes on to say that she wants the church to teach women that their value lies within themselves and their worthiness is not tied to whether a man can see them or not see them. And it's not their, it's not their responsibility to make their Christian husband love them. Women are more than de- developmental spaces. Women are human that deserves time and space to become and grow safely without having to do the emotional labor. She goes on to say that um, we need safer and healthier teaching about relationships. And pastors need to be more responsible with what they're preaching from the pulpit. Um, so she said a mouthful. And I I definitely agree with that, that um, women are more than developmental spaces. Um, that we are human and we deserve um, a safe space to grow and be um, safe with our emotions. I definitely agree with that. Um, and I do agree that, you know, people who are called to preach should have... Um, healthier and safer teachings about relationships and pastors do need to be responsible with what they're preaching from the pulpit I definitely agree with that and I also agree with that um she gave the example of pastor John Gray now if you know anything if you know anything about John Gray um he was caught in multiple scandals um with about infidelity with his wife and I think that it I think that was a poor example to represent the church because I do not consider Pastor Gray a Christian. And I think a lot of people who profess to be Christians um and they are not Christians when we see the fruits of their lifestyle um we can, you know, the Bible gives us this discernment. And we can tell by the fruits of their lifestyle if they are truly walking with God or if they are truly um, um, have a relationship with God. Because even when this whole thing came about with Pastor Gray John or whatever, what's his name, Pastor John Gray? (laughs) Um, He like made excuses for it right he made excuses like oh yeah you know my wife she had to birth me no your wife is not your mother why does she have to birth you so he made a lot of excuses on why he did what he did and how strong his wife was and I think that's where the rhetoric comes from um the movement lately about black women always having to struggle and their relationships um to be loved properly like you don't have to um struggle in your relationship to be loved properly like why can't we just be loved properly from the beginning why do we have to go through um a struggle love to um to show 
or for you to know our worthiness. So I think Pastor John was a horrible example of, um, as, as far as a horrible example of a pastor and a horrible example of this is what a Christian marriage is. And then she also mentioned um, Derek Jackson. Um, he, he's definitely not a Christian. He might use um, some biblical concepts or principles when he is selling his self-help books, but he's definitely not a Christian. And his wife, she, I think she has been emotionally hurt so bad to the point where she misused scripture. And it seems as though that she put herself or she put her marriage I should say she put her everything into her marriage she put it above God and this person that she vowed to love and to honor and respect had disrespect to her more than we can probably even count and then it became public knowledge so she had the scrutiny of the world looking at her and with that you know it hurt her so deeply that she 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 in her mind she did what she was supposed to do get into the word of God and you know ask you know God to help her and to heal her but I think she made it into um her own ideology and she gets on live and she's like cursing people from like she's just taking the bible out of context so i don't believe she i i don't believe that she is walking um in in the will of god because the will of god is not going to have you on live cursing people um about talking about your marriage right like that's not the fruits of the spirit of God. So I think that she was hurt tremendously and embarrassed more so. And then it didn't, she didn't, um, she didn't have a support system around her to, um, actively help her process those emotions, um, properly. So she, she, you see what she does now or whatever and so now coming out that he filed for divorce um from her because he got caught you know cheating again with somebody else and I just feel as though like she used those two examples but especially past okay because we call him pastor John Gray okay he's a pastor so um he's a pastor and all right but he's not a biblical pastor that at least not that I will want to sit under right and then she used Derek Jackson but Derek Derek Jackson is not a Christian um his lifestyle proves that he's not a Christian he might sprinkle some scriptures in there but he's not a a Christian and 
we have to be able to use discernment when we are following people or listening to people in their advice. Our filter must be the word of God. We must use the word of God as our filter. We must ask the Holy Spirit to reveal our tr- all truth to us so we want we will not be deceived by um people words you know we don't want to just sit under anyone's teaching or just take anyone's word um because it sounds good so with that being said um i understand and i agree with some points that she made but if we actually go to the bible and read it in its proper context the bible um, gives us exactly what a marriage is supposed to be. You know, he gives, the Bible gives instructions on how a man is supposed to treat his wife. The Bible gives instructions on how a woman is supposed to treat her husband. Um, so I don't think it's more so of a Christianity issue. I think it's more of a, um, culture or a community issue because, Bad marriages are not um, isolated just to the church. Like you have bad marriages of people who are not religious. You have bad marriages in people who um, are Muslim. You have bad marriages and people who practice um, Hinduism. So like there, and to be fair, she did say that it crossed the racial lines, but you have bad marriages everywhere. Bad marriages is, the church is not isolated to not having bad marriages. The difference is, is that we have a guy or um, instructions in our book of faith to teach us what a good marriage or a godly marriage is supposed to be. And if we follow those guidelines and ask God to help us with that, then we can have we can then we can have um, a marriage that mirrors after the love of Christ. So she, so when she says the church, it's kind of like I feel like um, the church also has a subculture as well so we have the church but within the church there is a subculture and you know in Ephesians it it talks about that like you know you once were this and that do not um but you were washed in the blood you are now children of the light so it's telling us to leave behind our old concepts our old way of thinking and our um our old belief systems and come under the belief of Christ and how he wants us to live so too often people say the church and they um they compare or they use the church and the um they use the church in the um the validity of Christianity and they put it together as one but the the church is supposed to mirror the word of God but the church is not the word of God the word of God stands alone and by itself and we the church are supposed to um live out the word of God and can't we're Can we do that perfectly? No, because we're flawed humans. But by the grace of the Holy Spirit, he gives us the grace to live out 
the godly principles that the Bible gives us. So we don't want to say, oh, the church, and then just put, say, the church and say, oh, well, this is Christianity. And, you know, it's the church, as far as the people are concerned, that the the Bible also gives us instructions to to live peacefully so the outsiders can know that we are his children by the way we live so it's ultimately up to us to apply the word of God to our lives so therefore we can represent Christianity the way it's supposed to be represented represented to people who are not Christians um so with that you know I had to um, consider the source, right? Because whenever we take in information, I we should we should consider who is the person giving it to us, what do what do they stand for, and what is their overall point, and who do they represent? Those are the things that we should ask ourselves whenever we are taking advice from people about how to live. And so I went to the woman's page. To see like who is she, what does she represent, what does she stand for, um, and who does she represent. I went to her page and she's a lesbian. So even though the points that she was making um, is true in itself, but I had to consider the source and the spirit that she's working under under right and not just her just anybody we have to consider the spirit that works in in people and works in people and what they are and what that spirit is trying to convey to us so i had to consider the stories and the true meaning behind it like what is the agenda because her being a lesbian how can you um counsel women to be able to submit or respect their husbands the way God wants us to respect and submit to our husbands when you don't even want to submit or respect a man as your husband um so we have to ask those those questions because um The Bible tells us that our enemy is the great deceiver and he can use people to have eloquent um, speeches and, um, you know, really speak to us like, yeah, you know, that's true. But we have to consider the source. We have to consider um, the spirit working in the person who is giving us information. Um, does, Does the spirit... Like, is the spirit that work that's working in her, is it the same spirit that's, that, is it the same spirit of God? So we ought to be very careful when we are taking advice. Now, do I agree that women are more than just developmental spaces? Absolutely. Yeah, we are human and we deserve the time and the space to grow safely. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, but we have to do it in the right context of how God wants us to do it. And I definitely agree that preachers should be responsible for what they're pre- preaching in the pulpit. But the Bible also says that as well. Right? The Bible says that. The Bible says that we 
ought to be um, the people who have that responsibility. They ought to be responsible because they are. God has given them the responsibility to um, to to lead the sheep to um, his his truth. So they, yes, absolutely believe that. But again, we have to. What is the end all be all? Because now, okay, say if I did follow her right and it's like, oh yeah she's she's saying what she's saying is good and then I start to take in more information and more information from her but it's not golly counsel and then I start to drift away from what God wants me or what God is trying to say to me like we have to um be so very careful of who we take information from so Again, um, patriarchy is just not in the church. It's not just in the black community. I think it's more so of a, a cultural thing that we have among people, not just in the West, but in also other places in the world. And um, the Bible describes marriage, um, I want to say, um, at least in this part of scripture that I want, I want to read, Ephesians chapter 5 verses 21 it says submit to one another out of reverence for Christ and then when you go down to verse 33 it says so again I say each man must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband so um it it gives right there it gives you know how men are supposed to love their wives how women are supposed to love and respect their um their husband like the bible is plenty of other scriptures but those are just the ones i have right now but the bible gives us exactly what we're supposed to um do when it comes to marriages so you know just consider the source that's what i would say because there is a subculture in the church which is why the bible gives us instructions to live accordingly and you know um I just want to, you know, just reiterate that that it just goes back to self-esteem. Um, I think the issue is self-esteem, as I said earlier in the beginning of the podcast, like having that self-worth that you are worthy of, um, a perfect love, that you are worthy of um, being treated the way God wants you to be treated. And... You know, we know the people that we marry. We, a lot of women, what I've seen in the church, um, excuse me, a lot of women, what I've seen in the church, they don't, um, they don't, um, use discernment to, um, they don't use discernment to, um, show that show the red flags um, when they are pursuing the matters of the heart they don't use discernment like you know you see that red flag but you ignore it because he's so cute or you ignore it because he makes you laugh you know um, when it comes to the matters of the heart you we should consult God when it comes to 
you know, choosing a mate. Like, is this the person for me? And maybe they are the person for you, but maybe it's not meant for you to get married right now. So that's where the waiting comes in. You know, I'm going to wait and trust God um, before he says that I can, you know, um, be available to this man, you know. So, you know, we have to use discernment when it comes to the matters of the heart and when it comes to um, picking a mate. And we have to um, use the Bible in its proper context when it comes to that. And then there was another video that I saw. It was of um, this um, a woman. She was a white woman, but her race doesn't matter. And she was saying that she was given... 10 mistakes women make in marriages and she was saying number one is just putting your kids before your spouse and I absolutely agree with that like you know your your kids does not come before your spouse because when your kids grow up and they leave the home it's just you and your spouse so cultivate that relationship with your husband um cultivate that so um you know, you guys can grow and show your children what a healthy marriage is. And she went down a list of other things that, um, mistakes that women made. But what I, I like to read comments. So I went down to the comments and the comments were like, I disagree. And, you know, most of the comments were, I disagree. And, um, some of the comments were, no, most of the comments were, yeah, most of the comments were that pe- women disagree that men shouldn't come before your children or whatever. And then other comments was like, I agree because, you know, X, Y, and Z. And the women who disagree are usually the ones who don't find fulfillment outside of being a mother or you know, they let their relationship with their husbands, if they even are married, go to the wayside and they don't understand the order of marriage. And then you have um, some women who understands that, but we always have to put it in this right perspective, right? Like we're not going to neglect our kids because we decide to put our husband above our children. I wouldn't say put your spouse above, I wouldn't say put your spouse number one priority because our priority especially as christians our priority should be um god first men god should be first women god should be first then after that our spouse um is our priority then our children so if my husband takes care of me the way i'm supposed to be taken care of and i take care of my husband the way he's supposed to be taken care of is is only going to trickle down to our children that they are going to be taken care of the way they need to be taken care of because we take care of each other first so i i don't know what the was so hard to understand that concept but a lot of people have seen bad marriages as we spoke about before and um or i haven't seen any marriages you know at all and what brings me to um Another thought is that um, it's this YouTuber. I'm gonna not gonna name her, but you know she talks about old marriage is not the end all be all because a lot of women, especially in the Black community, are 
um, married, but they're single mothers. And um, people think that being married um, is going to solve all their problems. And I was reading the comments and I was like, how do, how do people think that, and maybe some people do, but how do people think that marriage is going to solve their problems? Like that doesn't make any sense. First of all, when you have to take accountability for yourself, you have to take um, accountability for the man that you choose to date. And vice versa, men have to take accountability for the women that they choose to date. You guys make your own decisions. You go and you lay down and you procreate with these people. And then you're mad because you have all these unresolved issues or you guys are not clicking. And most of the time, you don't even have a relationship with God. So you're just doing things the way you want to do things to the best of your ability. And then you have the end result of, oh man, um, this isn't working. So then you just say, well, marriage is not for me, right? Or you seeing an example of a bad marriage because maybe, you know, they did the same thing and you're like, you know what? I'm not going to get married because look at their marriage and I'm not trying to go through that. So, um, and then she advocated for, um, women to, she advocated for women to abort black males so she she said that she was going to still keep sleeping with black men she's not going to give birth to um a black male child and she doesn't want to be married especially to a black man but you know the holy spirit gives you discernment and i was like she must be really hurt um especially really hurt by the man that she wanted to be with was just probably more likely a black man and he didn't give her what she wanted so she's projecting all of her disappointments because um she didn't get what she wanted and she came off as bitter and then she tried to justify and use scripture saying that oh the bible the bible um agrees with abortion and she gave a scripture that was way out of context like oh um you know this is when jesus was born um or he was um getting ready to be born and the king had ordered for his soldiers to kill all the firstborn males you know that were born within um the time period that Jesus was supposed to be born um and I'm like no that's that is not what that scripture means that is not no and first of all that wasn't God who gave the order that was the king who gave the order because the spirit that was working inside of the king which is the enemy wanted to kill Jesus before he was born so needless to say she did that and she she was so she had these followers who were so gullible i mean there were a few people in the comments like no that's not what it means don't take the bible out of context you know x y and z but i'm like something is not right so anyways to keep it moving 
she was exposed and I knew it. She was jealous of another YouTuber who recently got married. I don't know how when she got married, but she got married and she announced that, you know, hey, you guys, you know, to her followers, like, hey, I'm married, whatever. So people were giving their congratulations. And she went on a tangent about marriage is not what it is, especially for black women, just basically being a hater. So the other YouTuber exposed her. Um, it was like, oh, but you want to be married to, you want to be married. So she had like basically exposed their emails saying that, um, saying this other YouTuber, um, saying that, you know, she, she's pregnant. She denied that she was pregnant, but she was pregnant in 2019 and, um, she's pregnant by a black man. And this black man that she's pregnant by has five other children with other women. How many women? I don't know. Um, and that she wants to be married, but financially she doesn't think that it's a wise decision because she does not want to um, be financially responsible for his other five children. But she will help out when she can if they needed her help. I'm like, well, sis, <laughs> that goes against everything that you preach on your YouTube channel. Like, you're a hypocrite. But the thing is, is that you're always going to be exposed. The truth is always going to come to light. And she was being a hypocrite. And so the thing is, is saying, like, you went from, oh, I would never have children by a black man to now, oh, I won't birth a black male child like which is it you know and and this honestly I really felt sad for her because how um sad to be in a predicament or in a situation where you're that bitter and you're that sad and you you're that lonely that you lash out against everybody because you didn't get you know what you desire so she says she used to be a christian but she loved christianity because she found some inconsistency but i just think that it was probably church hurt and church hurt is very real so i'm not gonna downplay it but you know ultimately your faith has to be in god and god alone and not in the people who are supposed to represent god because if a, a teacher um does wrong does that mean i'm gonna stop going to school like no so um the education in itself is um valuable for me to have so i'm going to continue to go to school and learn regardless of maybe a few teachers who are not taking their job seriously or they miss um mishandle their position as being a teacher so I just think that, you know, yes, we have to acknowledge church hurt. We have to acknowledge that these things hurt me. This was this was what happened and I'm hurt by this. But we also have to be able to um, move on, whether it's moving off to a different church or whether it's just moving on to this, from the situation um, that happened. But ultimately, that shouldn't shake your faith and who God is because God stands alone like you know, God is who he is. So I just thought it was so interesting that she was exposed the way she was exposed because everything that she was saying in the emails was 
the total opposite of what she preaches on her YouTube. And I honestly find it very disheartening and sad that, you know, she is so hurt that she's on this tangent on trying to prove, you know, the stats say this, the stats say that. And, you know, yes, we can go by statistics, but the statistics are constantly changing, right? So we could find any research, we could find any study to back up our claims. You know, we I did this in school. You know, you look for research, you look for um, statistics to back up your argument. So you could find any statistic to back up your argument, but that doesn't make it 100% true about it. You know, in some instances, it is, um, it shows or it shines a light on, um, different aspects in our community and our culture that what we can do but statistics are constantly changing statistics can be swayed how many people were surveyed um what demographic was surveyed and what area what time period what were their ages like you have so many factors and statistics that um you can play with the numbers that's all i'm saying so you have to take like i said taking Take overall, take in the source of who you are listening to. Even me, take in the source of who you are listening to and put it up against the word of God because a lot of people are um, mad, lonely, bitter, um, upset, um, and they have a message that they want to bring to people and sometimes that message is going to lead you away from the knowledge of God and the knowledge of his truth and um, the knowledge of him wanting you to be free and to be at peace and to be loved and to let you know you are worthy of his love. So consider the source. And that's pretty much all I have to say today. Um, Thank you all for listening. And I will leave the link below to my YouTube channel where I discuss biblical principles, stars, conversations. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye.